Hey guys, you are listening to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. I am Jamie and I'm your host and I'm so glad that you're here. If you like what you're listening to today, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We bring you new shows every Wednesday and Fridays and an amazing guest always joins me to chat about the big things in life, the little things in life and everything in between. Subscribe today to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey on your podcast player so you never miss an episode. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a girlfriend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Today's show is brought to you by Panama City Beach. Are you dreaming of a beach vacation? Get away to the sugar white sands and turquoise waters of Panama City Beach, Florida. You'll discover endless family fun, heart-pounding thrills, echo adventure, and romance. So make it memorable. Make it yours at Panama City Beach, the real fun beach. Plan your escape today at visitpanamacitybeach.com. Friends, happy, happy Wednesday. We sometimes call Wednesday hump day because we got to get through the weekend, but I think Wednesday is happy hour day. I hope that every single week when the happy hour drops that you look forward to it. Today, we have such a great conversation for you. I'm happy to introduce you to my friend, Kim Lewis. Kim is an Austin native living in a tiny house, no lie, with her husband and her cute daughter, Sunny Jean. And they have a baby on the way too, which is exciting. Kim is the little lady with big ideas. She's best known as the lead designer behind ABC's Extreme Makeover Home Edition and founder of Kim Lewis Designs in Austin. In six years with Extreme Makeover Home Edition, Kim designed over 120 homes in 43 states. You guys, that is a lot of homes in six years. Kim creates beautiful spaces, and I will share all of the goodness with you in our show notes. Today on the show, Kim and I talk about some of the pains that she has walked through. She's walked through the loss of her mom as a young child, a difficult relationship with her dad, and the shocking end to her first marriage. Kim has experienced a lot of difficulties, but God... Kim is full of light and joy as she talks about the wildflowers popping up in the dry places of her story. God kept Kim in the hard times. You're gonna wanna lean in, slow down today, and take in the beauty of Kim's conversation. We are about to jump into the show, but I have something super exciting to tell you today. It's also a favor, if I can tell you something exciting and a favor. You know, I've said before that we love making the happy hour just for you. Like we think about you, the listener, with every single show. And we wanna make sure that we're always giving you the best content and we wanna listen to what is important to you. So we need your help. We have a survey and we would love for you to take the survey. It would help us out so much. And so if you're a fan of the show and you think, I wanna tell Jamie what I love or what I want, this is your chance. Go to jamieivy.com slash survey. That's jamieivy.com slash survey. So when you complete the survey, we have an awesome gift for you. So I told you I had something for you. If you would give me your survey results, I'm going to give you everything that our Patreon community gets during the month of September for $1. Normally, you can be a Patreon friend for $9, and we're going to give it to you for $1. You guys, I love our community on Patreon. And if you're not familiar with what Patreon is, feel free to go check it out at jamieivy.com slash Patreon. Basically, I'll give you the rundown, the little elevator pitch for it. It is a subscription membership site, which means when you join our Patreon page, you get extra happy hour episodes every single month. 
And we have created some phenomenal episodes in this past year that you're going to want to get. So we wanted to make this possible where you can try it out. So when you complete our survey, you're going to get to join Patreon for $1 for the month of September. This way, you're going to get to see the fun that we have over there. It's going to give you a little test run to the party. And I have a suspicion that once you join the party, you're not going to leave. So it's so much fun. So But maybe you're already a Patreon member, or maybe you just think it's not that big of a deal to get extra shows. I still have something for you and for everyone that completes the survey because we really want all of your feedback. Maybe you're on a Dave Ramsey budget and you cannot do the $9. I get it, and I do not want you to, but I want you to try it out for a month for a dollar. And I also want to give you a gift that you can use, and that is a coupon code for our store for free shipping. We have some great merchandise that is coming out in August, brand new merchandise that's never been sold before, and I want you to have free shipping on that. So please know that we are always thinking of you when we create our podcast, and we want to know more from you. Go to the survey, jamieivy.com slash survey. Please, please, please do me that favor and get your gift of a dollar for Patreon plus free shipping. Okay, thank you guys. Here is my conversation with Kim Lewis. Hey, Kim, welcome to the happy hour. Thank you, Jamie. I'm so happy to be here. It's this an honor. Is- Fun to have you here. And I should maybe I shouldn't tell people this because they might it might get some preconceived idea about you. But this is your very first podcast. Yeah, it is. Which I'm okay to admit that. I'm actually really honored. Yeah, I'm honored to be here. I'm honored that I'm your first show. Yeah. I'm excited. You're gonna be getting all the calls to be on more podcasts now. Thanks. We'll see. They'll be like, who is that 12 year old girl? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, introduce yourself in a 30 second thing for my people. Yes, uh, my name is Kim Lewis and I'm a designer based here in Austin, Texas. I grew up in Austin and um, I'm 38 years old, but a lot of life has been lived in those 38 years. A lot of different things have happened and um, people call me uh, Kim Possible. I don't take no for an answer. And I love what I do. I'm real passionate about a lot of different things, but especially my work and- um, being an entrepreneur and being a working mama. That's right. Yeah, and I live right down the street from you. I know. In a tiny house. In a tiny house. Like, and I you have legit little girl. live in a tiny like, I have an office in a tiny house. And let's say, you you told me yours is what, 560 square feet? Yes. What do we think this is? Oh, this is I mean, is I feel like, like it's like 200. A, a, under 200. Yeah, under 200. Yeah. It's tiny, tiny. It's tiny. This is a real tiny house. Yeah, we live in- it's, Yours is like two- that's right. It's two units, like living room and bedroom. And we are outgrowing it very quickly. Yeah, we because live, you're about to have another baby. Yes, we have an eight-month-old baby, almost nine-month, an 85-pound lab in there. The lab is the thing that drives me the yeah, most bad. crazy. Yeah. 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 So how far apart are your kids going to be? Oh, my gosh. Right under 15 months. It's crazy. Is that Irish Twins? Um, I think Irish Twins is under 12. Right. It's in the same calendar year. Is it? I think so. Oh, my god! But people keep telling me, oh, you're having Irish Twins. I'm okay, like, well I then, don't know what they the are. Believe the people. Believe, I know. Believe the, the people. <laughs> yeah. Two of my kids, now, granted, I didn't birth them, but two of them are six months apart. Okay. But my two kids that I had, like, from birth are 22 months apart. So I birthed Caden, and then 22 months later, Deacon came home to us. Oh. And here's my advice I give to my mom and friends that have kids close together, and that mm-hmm. is- it is so hard in the beginning. It is so fun right now. Yeah. It is so hard in the beginning. It is so fun right now. When they get older and they're buddies and you're doing the same things. Yes. You're like, I love this. But at the beginning, it is so hard. Yeah. But you know what? Hard is not bad. I honestly don't even require that much sleep. So that's a good thing, you know? But yeah, I'm I'm definitely, pre- well, I'm not prepared. There's no way you can be prepared for two young babies. 
But I'm excited for the challenge. It is going to be a challenge and yeah. I love it. Yeah. And you're Kim Possible. I'm Kim Possible, y'all. So you can do <laughs> it all. <laughs> okay, so let me recap how you and I met is we have a mutual friend, Amanda Brown. Yes. Amanda works on my team. She's been on the show. Listeners probably know who Amanda is. And I cannot remember. I'm rack- I was trying to rack my brain. If I met you and Joey at church that day or if Amanda had already told me about you, I think I met you. And then I told Amanda... I met this woman named Kim. We met at Jessica Honiger's house. Oh my gosh. At a noonday party. Did we really? Yes. And then we came to Austin Stone the next week because Joey was going to Austin Stone. And so I was like, oh, we got to go say hi to Jamie. But we also know I Was know it a Amanda. noonday party or was it like an AJM Christmas oh, party? Oh, AJM. Yep. That's her, her Christmas party yeah, that yeah. she does? Yes. That's right. That's exactly right. Uh-huh. And then you came up and said hi. And I was like, Erin, uh-huh. here's a girl. I'm-. Okay, yes. <laughs> and what I didn't know about you, which I think is pretty cool, and we'll talk about it a little bit, is that you spent some time on Extreme, Extreme Home <laughs> Makeover. Tell us. Extreme I'm a- Makeover Home Edition. Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Mm-hmm. Was there other editions? On ABC. No, I think at one point they did some kind of like body edition, but that was oh, not us. Okay. We were the home makeover show. So you were the home makeover show. Yes. Which, were you on TV or behind the scenes? Always behind the scenes. You would, you might see me pop in, but it looked like a volunteer. I was in a blue shirt. I worked for the show for eight very long years and it was like working with the circus, but it was so fun. So all this time I thought that you were on TV and I just never saw the show. Uh, oh, no. No, I mean, the, you yeah. know what I'm just thinking? Yeah, yeah, I was like, right. I don't remember this show. I guess Kim was on it. You yeah, were not behind the on scenes. behind the scenes. Yes. So we, I was the lead designer on the show. And uh, 2000, was it 2006? Yeah. I got hired. Met, I was working here at Four Hands and I got Which hired I by Four a Hands. producer. Yeah, I love them. Um, got hired by a producer. I was like, oh man, this job would embody everything I love. I love traveling. I love helping people and I love designing. So when the producer was like, we want to hire you, I was like, sign me up. That sounds amazing. And I ended up working on the show for eight years, becoming the lead designer. Did I did all the architecture, the interior design, led a team of almost 30 people, carpenters, designers, interior. I mean, it was insane. <laughs> And so give me just like the, you said you worked with the circus because you guys were on the move and you built a house in five days. Yes. Yeah. We, so the tell me this real quick. Mm-hmm. How many houses did you build in a year? 25. Yeah. About 25 houses. But then the producers got to a point where like one house in five days wasn't enough. So we had to add in a coffee shop or one time we built a tiger shelter for someone that had rescued cats from the circus, actually. Cats as in tigers, tigers or cats as in tigers, little bitty kitty cats? Tigers. You I can have th- tigers in your house? I mean, no, in a- We built a shelter for them. And I remember- In a that. residential area? Uh-huh. It was out in uh, California in the desert. Okay. Uh-huh. I but like I remember that, that okay. day when we showed up at the uh, to surprise the family, we literally had shooters on the roof in case with like train guns in case a tiger got loose. This is not a good working environment for me. <laughs> I would have been a disaster because yeah. I would have been thinking, A, the tiger's going to get me or B, they're going to think I'm a tiger for some reason and they're going to shoot me with that gun. It was insane. In that same episode, we did a, a little shelter for 69 venomous snakes. And so my team was responsible for figuring out how to like house the snakes in a safe environment. Well, we don't know anything about that. So it was fun because every episode was like the most ultimate challenge. And we had to dive in to really be a chameleon and learn everything about whoever the family was. We helped a lot of families with medical needs. I forgot this was a surprise for the family. Yes. So they leave. Yep. And then they, it's like the, it's like the OG, what the, what are their names? Chip yeah. and Joanna do. Yeah, but wait, well, I want to say, mean, 
No, no, no. Can well, I say I'll, way cooler? No, you can say way cooler, but all I meant by that was the surprise yeah. factor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah, I mean, we would demo the house and the shows claimed that we designed and built the house in seven days. We actually built the house in five days, 106 hour build schedule. So everything I learned, and I'll tell y'all a secret, my I, when they hired me, I had never even designed a room before. Okay, so tell me how you got that job because this is what I think is you just tell people you know what you're doing well, and you figure I it out do, along the way. There is a factor of like fake it till you make it. Yeah. And I think um, attitude goes a long way. So I was working at Forehands. We donated furniture Which, to them. if you're, listening you don't and you don't live in Austin it's a furniture store right yeah but furniture they, importer yeah yeah okay yeah they supply to like some of the big box stores um so I was working there we donated furniture to the show and I stayed up all night working with them because it was so fun and I honestly think that they just saw how much energy I had yeah, and they were and like we don't and- need to feed this girl Red Bull so <laughs> um she yeah in my drive yeah. yes and so I threw myself into it. And then the, the next day, the creator of the show came to me and said, we want to hire you this summer. Well, that was like February. And, and this time passed. And I, you know, I didn't expect to get a phone call back, but I did. And the day I got the phone call was on my wedding day when I was marrying my first husband. We might get to we'll that. Get there. Yeah. So I was literally walking down the aisle and got a phone call from a producer in Hollywood who, this is how they all operate. We want you to come work tomorrow. for us. And we want you to be here tomorrow. Are you serious? Dead serious. And I was like, I'm literally walking down the aisle in five minutes. When I tell people this story, they're always like, why did you even have your phone on you? It was well, a Blackberry, Well, I was way. actually wondering like, why did you answer the phone? Yeah. Well, it's because I was in this villa. We got married in Austin and I was in a weird room and my dad couldn't find me. So, so all you- the people downstairs were waiting and it was really awkward and like, where did the bride go? And my dad is like older and he just couldn't find me. So I looked at my phone thinking like, where is he? Yeah. You know, and that's why I looked at my phone. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's completely normal. Hey, we want you to be here tomorrow. A hundred percent. But I told them I'm I'm getting married and going on a honeymoon. I'll call you in a week. And and when I called them back, I had to like tell them what I wanted to do. And I said, we're going to do it. I prayed about it. And I felt like the Lord was leading me to to take the risk. We literally, I, within a week of getting married, I was gone to my first episode in Alaska. Was this the beginning of the show or did you come no, in? Okay. This was season four. Okay. So the, in total, there was season, nine seasons. And so so you I worked did on season the- four through nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. So your and first the, home was in Alaska. Yeah, my first house we built was in Alaska and the sun didn't go down. So, and here I was like You're little like, this bitty is perfect kid. Environment. I know, exactly. You don't even need generators, you know, for the middle of the night to keep working. But I'm just like, at this point, this little bitty Kim who had grown up in, this, in the Bible Belt, like I had grown up as a believer and this was my first real push and exposure of the real outside world and getting challenged in my faith. And I remember this producer walked up to me on that first week and was like, if you think this is some mission trip, mission show, like or you think we're helping people like a church, you're all wrong. This is a television show and we're producers. And I like, I always wore boots. I stomped my little boot and was like, you're wrong. I'm going to prove you wrong. Years later, he admitted he loved, he loved that feistiness about me. And he saw, he ended up seeing like all the good that we were doing. It's, it was a mission field. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 Well, you keep calling yourself little. You need to tell our listeners because they can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like little bitty Kim from Austin. Yeah, I'm four, ten and a half. 
You're my like, license says 49, and I argued with the lady at the DMV. Like, can you just add an inch in there? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you wear your boots, girl. <laughs> I never leave is, my house without heels on. How tall is Joey, your husband? He's like five. Well, he'd say he's six, but, okay. but he's like just under. Okay. It's a good It's a good height. Yeah, yeah. I unfortunately never liked short guys, and I was like their only chance in school. <laughs> <laughs> Go get Kim. She's shorter than you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Has your shortness ever bothered you? No, uh-uh. it really hasn't. If I let my physical, you know, if I let that bother me, it just would be such a tough life. Yeah. I get, I hear all the short jokes. Yeah. And I just laugh at it. Honestly, it's- I don't think um, it should bother you by any means, but I could see how something, anything that makes us feel like we might be quote unquote different could uh-huh. bother us. Where do you think that, no, you just were so confident. Like, no, of course not. Where does that come from? Uh, my mom and dad were really good at instilling that in me um, and never letting- my mom always taught me you can be anything you want to be. And I hung on to that because I lost her when I was 10. And so pretty much anything my mom told me, anytime I got with her, I clung to. Yeah. So I think I get that feistiness from my mama. Mm, she I was love very it. little too. And she set a good example of like, she was passionate and sweet and kind. And so I just think of her and I don't think of like how little I am, yeah. you know? She'd be so proud of you. Thank you. I miss her, I, especially now that I have Sunny yeah. and a daughter. It's like I've, you know, but I feel her back with mm-hmm. me. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. Okay. So we're going to talk all about your your life growing up yeah. because I think it's such an encouragement to women. But um, I am just so, I did not know that about your story with Home Makeover. Yes. And just getting the call and going and then being with them for five seasons. Tell me the coolest story that you have from your yeah. time on the show. Ugh, there's so many, Jamie, it's insane. But I go back to my third episode in Lincoln, Nebraska. And I was in the in the house working with this carpenter. He and I were having this great conversation about the Lord. And he was like, I'm just so surprised someone from Hollywood is a believer. And I was like, wait a second. Pretty sure I stomped my boot again. I was like, wait a second. I am not from Hollywood. I am te- I'm from Texas. And he said, oh, I just really want you to meet my wife. Can I bring her back tomorrow? So I said, of course. Next day comes, I go outside. He said, my wife is here. It's construction chaos. Like you have to imagine like equipment, beep, 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 you know, just so loud. And I walk up to her and she's completely blind, which, you know, it just took me off. I just wasn't expecting it. And um, she put her hands on me in in the middle of all the chaos and said, I see you surrounded by a pack of wolves. And y'all, it's like when someone that's blind says, I see something about you around you, like you listen to that. Mm -hmm. And I felt the Holy Spirit in that moment. She said, may I pray for you? And I was like, absolutely, yes. Um, It was this beautiful picture of like, I think it was a, a kind of a, a, a prophecy of what was to come, but also just a reminder that no matter what battlefield we're in, that the Lord sends the right warriors to protect us. Mm. She saw something I didn't know and see yeah, at that time. Yeah, without her earthly eyes. Without even being able to see. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. beautiful. Uh, and was he just a volunteer? Is that yeah. how you guys worked? Yeah, I don't even remember his name. I'm sad to admit that, but That's there were so many people. Yeah, and uh-huh. yeah. I ended up doing 126 houses. Across 46 states. So you would go to Lincoln, Nebraska, work on a house. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing you're there for like 10 days or do you- Well, in the beginning when I was a a design producer, I was there for three weeks. Okay. So I really got to know the locals. Yeah. That's why as a designer now, I call myself a global local because I really love going into a place and like finding the best cool coffee shop, learning all the people and really like diving into the culture. And I did that on Extreme Makeover all over America, Uh like Murfreesboro, Arkansas. Like you named the most like- I used to live in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. (laughs) 
Uh-uh. Yes. I know. I love that place. Yeah. MTSU is there. Yeah. It's outside of Nashville. Yeah. And isn't it close to Franklin? Yes. Yes. I love Franklin. Yeah, it's, it's the beautiful. cutest little town. So you would go in design and then you'd go back to LA. Yeah. We always went back home. And so when I say I lived in LA for, you know, seven years, I barely lived yeah. there, but mm-hmm. I did love my time on, yeah. on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. So you're married. You get married right when the producers call you. Um, you're in a marriage. Yep. That is hard. Yeah. Well, it, well, at first it wasn't. I mean, people called us the power couple. They were like, oh, I I want to marry someone like your husband. He's so great. And um, we met at church here in Austin and got married. And literally, I went to that show in Alaska. He packed the Penske truck. We met in Los Angeles, gave ourselves three days to find a, an apartment to live in. And we didn't realize how hard that would even be. Mm-hmm. Like parking a Penske in Los Angeles, like it's not Texas, right. y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dorothy, you're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was such a shock. And but he did support me a lot. He wanted me to do what I what I wanted. He wanted me to use my gifts and talents to serve the Lord. He saw all of that. And he supported that for mm-hmm. years and years and years. Mm-hmm. We were married for eight years. And then fast forward to the day before you left to go to Ghana. Yes, fast forward to November 8th. Uh, well, actually July 20th, he comes home one day and just admits to me that he'd been cheating for six of the eight years. And... Y'all, this is, it is the day that crushed, it crushed me Um, because I had grown up with a dad that had cheated on my mom and trust was a big factor. I didn't easily trust men and I never had had a good example of that. So he knew this was the thing that would crush me, which is why it took him so long to admit that. But the guilt was literally eating him alive Mm. and crushing him and the shame. And he had been cheating on me for six of the eight years while I was traveling around with Extreme Makeover. And there had been moments that I felt like I need to question him about this and I need to ask him. Like we, we had transparent conversations all the time. Um, and I followed that instinct, but I also didn't want to, pro- I didn't want to ever project my dad onto uh-huh. him. So in that marriage, I was very cognizant of like, I don't want to assume that he's my dad. Because you already struggle with having those fears anyways. Absolutely. And it wouldn't be fair to someone yes. to project that on them when they haven't done anything that you would know of. That's right. Yeah. And I, we all know as women, fear is gripping, mm-hmm. can be gripping. Yeah, yeah. So so he confesses that to you. Mm-hmm. I, Your world falls, crumbles down. Crumbles. Because in one hand, your husband's confessing unfaithfulness. You're also going, I knew this was going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And so what happened then? What did you guys decide? You know, my gut reaction, I had always told him, if you do that, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. But my gut reaction was not that. It was to hunker down and to fight for that marriage. And I wanted so badly to do everything that I, in my power to, to fix it. And I know it's a two-way street. And so I we threw ourselves into counseling, but he continued to lie. And so months passed by and it was not, it was not good. I was I started clinging to the Lord. I did what I so when I had lost my mom, I, I clung to the Lord. And I feel like in in times of tragedy, you can either go, you know, you can either go away away from the Lord and blame him and deny him, or you can lean into that fire and trust that you'll you're not gonna get burned. Mm. You know? And so every time my in my grow, growing up, my reaction was to lean into the Lord. I really trusted I really trusted God. Which is just it's a beautiful gift that you, it's almost like this gift of faith of you going, I, I do trust that somehow this is going to be okay. Yeah. And that's I, hard. It's very hard. It's very hard. But I really love the the phrase of like having faith like a child. And I really think the Lord loves it when we can show that, that amount of faith that I don't know why or where this is going or why you're letting this happen, but I do trust you have an end game here. Could you look back and see like, okay, I went through something super tragic at 10. I leaned in and you have been faithful still. 
So it's almost like you had this this solid ground to stand on that you had seen God show up before. Absolutely. I've felt God so many times, so intimately through this life that I can't, I literally can't deny him. Yeah. He always surrounded me with warrior women. I grew up with a really strong line of East Texas women and he always brought everything I needed when I needed. Yeah. So this happens, you're fighting for your marriage and then- you're it's about not to, working. Yeah. You know, it's not working at all. And I want to tell you a story that is just so cool. Talk about intimacy of the Lord. I was in a counseling um, session with my uh, church counselor and I told her I had this vision. I'm, a, I'm an artist, right? I'm a designer. So I see in visions and the Lord gives me dreams and like, I see, I see things. And I saw this vision of four boulders. And I told my counselor, I, I just feel like I have these four boulders in life that I cannot move. I can't do, they're just blocking me. I can't move past it in life. It's the first boulder is losing my mama. The second was my dad and all the issues there. That would be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yes. God bless. Um, <laughs> the third was losing my grandmother, my mom's mom. And that felt like losing my mom all over again because yeah. she really raised me. And the fourth now was my ex-husband and this like realization that divorce was right around the corner mm-hmm. or it could be. And so I don't know what to do with these four boulders, I said to her. And so I get back in the car, drive down the 405. Anyone from LA knows the 405. Yeah. We say that. Um, I get home and in my mailbox is this, I could pull it out, is this card that is this little girl in this black and white um, picture and she's pushing four boulders. Wow. Y'all, I mean, every you time I tell this told story. You to your counselor. I had legit one hour before told my counselor, there's four boulders I see. In my mailbox is a card from one of my best friends who sent me this card and inside the card it said, Kim, I feel like you're this little bitty girl that's always had to do big girl things. It's time to let Jesus move your rocks. I Every time, I get chills even when I, I tell the story. Yes. And it's like, what? So I just fell to the floor and I said, Lord, I knew I had an independent spirit. I had grown up on my own. My dad was an attorney. I had to do a lot on my own. So it's like the Lord needed to break my independent mm. spirit to... To, 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 to move myself away and let him move in. You know, he was telling me, girl, I've got you. Yeah. I want to move these boulders, but you haven't let me. Mm. You've been doing it on your own. You don't need to do that. All the way from 10 years old. Yes. When your mom died. Yes. To now this impending divorce. At yeah. However old. 34. Yeah. 34. 34. Yeah. Yeah. So for 24 years. Wow. Uh-huh. He was like, we're going to break this independent spirit. So I really, it's like the Lord was so so intimate. Mm. I mean, I want to encourage listeners to just lean in and listen because the Lord loves to speak to us. He loves to give us little Easter eggs. Mm. So this is happening. You're dealing with this, but you're about to leave to go on a trip and your husband says, I want a divorce. Yes. November 8th, which was my grandmother's birthday. I'm at this point in, in the marriage. I know that things are really not working and he's not trying. I'm trying really hard and he's not. And so I decided I want to go to Ghana. I had been to Ghana. This was my fifth time, I guess. Um, we had built an art center there right after Extreme Makeover. When you say we, uh-huh, we. Who, do you, who do you mean? Yeah, that's a good question. It's a very small group. A couple of designers from Extreme Makeover and then a couple of nonprofits that I've partnered with. So one wow. is called Art Feeds and they really work to get art back into school systems for, for children. Because uh-huh. as we know, art is going out the window yes. and it's like, no, algebra, step back. <laughs> right. Step back, algebra, we need some paint, you know? Yeah. 
And there's so much power in that for children. And I know that because I, my healing tool for grieving my mom was always dancing, painting, art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I needed those things. Yeah. And so I know the value in that. So I, w- I ended up working with a nonprofit. They asked us if you, can you come to, to Africa to design this art center for children that have been rescued from trafficking? Wow. And I was like, Absolutely. I had always known I would work in Africa. I'm weird. My family is like, oh, they all stay in Texas. Uh And you're traveling the the world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so um, we, I had been there several times. That was sort of a home base for me. I really feel like alive there. I know when I'm on Ghanaian soil, I'm exactly where the Lord wants Mm -hmm. me. And so in that moment of desperation and depression, I was like, I need to go touch base with, I need to go do something for myself. Gives you life. Yeah. Uh Yeah. And so I, yeah, he told me at midnight before a 5 a.m. flight that he is so cowardly, honestly. Yeah, I know, girl. Yeah. I see your face. Uh, I know. So he knew I was going to be away in Africa. And at that point, I'm like, do I need to not go? And But at that, it's I had already tried so dang yeah, hard. Yeah. And so I got on that plane. I cried the whole way there. I mean, I can't even do I know there's some women that are hearing this that know. I kept it. I kept describing the pain of this time as though I was on this stainless steel surgical table and all the bright lights were looking at me and someone had cut me open and all my guts were on the table and everybody was looking at it. Mm. And the pain, I felt everything so, like, so dramatically. I felt everything. And um, the pain was very real. Mm. Even the flight attendants were like, are you okay? I'm like, no, girl. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even want to know. Yeah, yeah. So I go to Ghana and it's like, I just got there and the Lord gave me words every day. He would give me a word and he would affirm it. And I felt so close to him. The first day, the word was hope. And he would affirm it in some weird way. Second day, I, I was in the shower and I heard I heard the word spirit. Like you're praying. If people are listening, like, how does God give you words? Like you're just praying and it feels in your spirit hope is today. It it was different. Like, but yes, I wasn't actually the first day I wasn't even praying. I was kind of just waking up and I was in that state of kind of meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't like literally praying. I was just kind of waking up and I heard the word hope, um, really a voice. And I feel like when you know, when you hear that voice and you like, where did that come from? It's the Lord. A lot of time it can be. So second day I was in the shower and I heard the word spirit and I walk out and we're getting in the bus and my friend goes to me, I was just down at the lake praying. And the Lord told me he wants you to walk in the spirit today. And it was like within 30 minutes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, Lord. Okay. You know, the last day, the last day was the word that was like, oh man, I heard the word family. And that one just, it honestly made me angry. I was like, what does that word even mean? I'm not, I don't have a family. I mean, you have to remember, I I grew up without a mom and I don't feel like I have much of a family back at home. And um, I mean, the the few that I have, I love, right? But I don't have this big family. And I thought thought my ex-husband was my family. I thought we were about to have a family. I'm 34 at this point. I'm thinking like we were going to get, I have to start a family. Yeah. And, or I'm like, is the Lord telling me I need to move to Ghana? Is this my family here? Yeah, Yeah. because they feel like family. So I wrote the word in my journal, shut the journal and got back on the plane. Didn't understand it. Um, I'm at customs in LA, like fast forward the next day, you know, flight back. I'm in customs. I get out, the phone rings and it's my dad. And you have to understand at this point, my dad and I don't ever talk. He never calls. If he calls, something's wrong. You don't have a relationship with him. I mean, I talk every couple months yeah. just to make sure he's okay. Yeah. 
Um, so when he calls, I'm thinking something's wrong. Right. I answer. And at this point, months had passed by and I didn't even tell him what was going on in the marriage because I, why would I want to talk to him about that? Yeah. He did this to my mom. And so um, I said, what's going on, daddy? And he called me kind of frantic. And my dad's very chill. So uh, he said, I, had, I just woke up and had a dream that you called me crying. What's going on, Kimbo? Mm-hmm. And when he said that, I knew it was the moment the Lord was like, you need to tell him. Even though I'm in this chaotic airport, I said, well, daddy, um, our marriage is not, it's not going good. He cheated on me. Um, and so he said, okay. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, I gotta go. I, I've got a taxi coming. So that passes, the day The day passes, the next day, it's a Tuesday. And what did your dad say? Well, he was like, I'm so sorry, you know, barely said much, but was like- Because y'all don't have this relationship. You're not looking for anything from him. Nope. Yeah, you're just like- Literally is, informing him. Yeah. He didn't even know I had gone to Africa unless he was yeah. checking Facebook, Yeah, you know? And so I, I get home and the next day, it's a Tuesday and he calls me and says, Kimbo, I need to tell you something. And I'm 34 and I have waited for this moment my whole dang life. And he goes, I need to tell you, I'm sorry. You're, kind of, you're talking about them, one of the most prideful people I, that I know. And he broke down and said, I know I haven't set a good example for you. And I fell physically to my knees. And I said, daddy, I've needed to hear that for so long. I've needed to hear that for so long. And he said, I'm really sorry. And right then I knew why the Lord had given me the word family. I needed to fix things in my own family before he could move forward with what was ahead in my life. And I knew I needed to forgive my dad. I had tried and I had tried, but it wasn't, I wasn't giving it my all. I wasn't really loving him like Jesus loves him. And so I can look at this relationship and say, I'm grateful for it because I have an illustration here on earth (laughs) that really points to the way Jesus loves us despite our mistakes and despite our behavior. Um, So I'm grateful for that. Um, But it's still a hard relationship. Anybody that has a relationship like this that's listening, like it's a daily thing. Yeah. Did your dad cry? (laughs) No, uh, he can sometimes. Yeah. He's one of those that like cries when the Cowboys win. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get it. I get it. I'm with you. Got it. Got it. Um, And so you're dealing with this healing, you know, which um, I just listened to a podcast um, just yesterday, and I think you would really like it. It's on Annie Down's show, and she interviews Louis Giglio. Do you know Mm, who Louis Giglio is? Yes. Love, Love the Giglio so much. And he just wrote a new book called Not Forsaken, and a lot of it is about I. Full disclosure, haven't read it yet, but he was talking yesterday in this interview about dads and their relationships to their children and just how now it is such an issue. Mm-hmm. And so many people are yearning for that um, that respect and that you did it. I give you approval from their dads. And he said that he, this is interesting too. You should listen to this because I think you'd like it. And I'd love to hear your opinion on this actually. He said he read this article by this woman who had surveyed 75 women who were very successful in their jobs. And he said, they're all successful women. They're doing big things. And most of them still yearned for the approval from their dad. Wow. Yes. Yes. And as I was listening, I have a great relationship with my dad. And I it made me think, the de- the times that my dad says, I'm really proud of you, they mean so much to me. Mm-hmm. So what about like, how has that been for you in your career, walking through that marriage, ending with your first husband? And even now with sweet mm-hmm. Joey, can I call him sweet Joey? Yes, you can. <laughs> like how is that, even with you having that moment of forgiveness, which is beautiful. But when I say 
75 of those women, those women, their biggest desire was to have their proof from their daddy. How did you struggle with that? I did. And I realized during counseling that I, ha- I hadn't put these words on myself, but I was struggling with abandonment issues, even though I wasn't physically abandoned. Right. And I was struggling with rejection. And so I'm an Enneagram three, right? So I'm always trying to like do everything. And I think a lot of that stems from, I want, I almost took it upon myself when my mom died to like take on her legacy because her, she died too soon. And, you know, and so I tried to start doing everything and, and, and seeking approval. And a lot of that seeking approval is a stem of a root of rejection because you somewhere along the line, you've been rejected or you've felt rejected. And so you're trying desperately to seek approval of others. And so that's been a very, very poignant balance for me to find because I recognize in those moments, like, what am I trying to do here? Like, who am I seeking approval from? And when you get down that unhealthy path, you're, what, what's, it's bad. It can be really unhealthy in all of your relationships, in your work environment. And so um, at the end of the day, it's, it's really just our value is in Christ. Okay, guys, I know you are loving my conversation with Kim, but I want to take a small second to thank our sponsors for today because they make the happy hour possible. The first people I want to thank are Rothy's. It is no surprise that Rothy's has over 1,000 nearly perfect reviews. They are stylish. They're sustainable. They're comfortable. They're washable. Basically, you guys, they're the perfect flats for life on the go. Mamas, you know what time it is. It is back-to-school shopping time. In fact, I was in Target the other day, and there's back-to-school stuff everywhere. These shoes are high on my girl stories list of shoes that she wants for the school year. She loves scrolling the site with me and picking out her favorite designs. I love them because you know what I can do with them when she gets them dirty and stinky like kids do? I can throw them in the washing machine. That is a life hack for you. Buy shoes you can wash, you guys. Since Rothy's are seamlessly crafted from recycled water bottles, they're ultra comfortable as soon as you slip them on. What that means is there's zero break-in period for these shoes. Better yet, Rothy's are manufactured in a zero-waste factory, and they ship directly in the shoebox, so there's no unnecessary packaging. Rothy's always comes with free shipping and free returns and exchanges, no risks, no worries, no reason not to try. You'll quickly discover why BuzzFeed called them their forever shoes. I like that they're durable, comfy, and stylish. Check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash Ivy. That's I-V-E-Y. That's my last name. Go to rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash Ivy to get your new favorite flats. Comfort, style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. rothys.com slash Ivy. I want to thank our second sponsor for today's show, and that is Zip Recruiter. You guys know that I have the best team around and would be so sad if I had to replace any of them. The hassle of finding a qualified candidate takes a long time. There's so many applicants that make the process so hard to navigate, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, it's fast, and it's smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates, and that place is ZipRecruiter.com slash HH. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply for your job. As applicants come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. 
right now, all of you guys who are my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash HH. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash HH. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Okay, you guys, here's the rest of my conversation with Kim. I think that was one of the things that Louie was talking about is that we all have this approval from our Heavenly Father that mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't matter what we do, what we don't do. It's there, but we're also human on this earth. And so we do have this yearning for that. Um, and I find it interesting, like when I'm listening to you and I remember hearing that conversation with him yesterday and then knowing that you're an Enneagram 3, it makes me feel as though there were probably times that you're like, just you're not getting it from your dad. So you're going to get it anywhere else that you can get it from your colleagues, from That's the world, right. whatever. That's yeah. right. Because you're going to get the approval. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're going to work hard. Dang it. Yeah. In your <laughs> exactly. cowboy boots. Yep. Kim Possible is coming through. That's right. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. 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 It but, can, then, but then you have to realize that you can't actually do that. No. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And what is the motivation there? Yeah. 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 Okay. So you come back and what are you, I don't even know the answer to this. What are you doing in between home makeover, mm-hmm. walking through hard marriage, divorce, to now? It was a very tricky time because I had been so needed in Extreme Makeover and I was the leader. And I went from like that, you know, having what felt like 25 kids to, yeah, I was trying to find my way. What what do I do now? I started designing some homes in LA for celebrities and that just didn't sit right because at the same time I was fundraising for these kids in Ghana. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't really want to buy that $7,000 backsplash for you. Can I just send that to Ghana? I mean, it was like a conflict of my heart. So I got out of that world. I moved back to Texas because it felt, at that point, we weren't officially divorced yet. And I was still kind of holding on and trying and and just waiting patiently. I felt like if the Lord wants to fix this, he'll fix this. So I moved back to Texas. I had started my own design company, Kim Lewis Designs. And my first house that I designed actually was for Jewel, the singer songwriter. And I love her. She's like- She lives here in Austin? No, she lives in, she, at the time they had a ranch in Texas. Okay. Uh-huh. You can tell us Dallas. all where it is. <laughs> she doesn't live there anymore. <laughs> Ranch Road 12. <laughs> exactly. But I, it was cool to be able to start working with her because she was a really strong woman. And so I started doing my own company here, but it was slow and I didn't really know quite what I wanted to do, but it was a very dark period. I had lived in Venice, California, near the canals, this cool hip area. And now I was living um, back in my sister's house, in my niece's like you know, preteen mini mouse room in a twin size bed. I mean, you have to, I was, I felt Your world stripped. Has, yes. Yes. And I love my sister and I'm so grateful they provided everything. They but this provided. was a hard time because you have been lead designer in Venice, California, traveling world. And now you're li- you're in Minnie Mouse sheets. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I will tell you in those Minnie Mouse sheets, those nights I cried myself to sleep. There was one night I literally felt the embrace of Jesus, physical mm. arms. And it sounds so weird, even when I, even in that moment, if I was like, what in the world just happened? But I felt he was so close to me in that time. Um, and I also started, I, a lot of the way I started healing was to really serve other people um, because it, it started taking me outside of my situation and my yeah. circumstances. And really, I started coining a phrase that I wanted to live like a wildflower and pop up in the really hard places. And once I started letting the Lord do that in my life, it became less about poor me and more about how is God going to be glorified in this valley? Kim, this is so intriguing to me because when I sit across from you and I hear you talk about 
all of the hardships that you've walked through in 38 years. Where does that come from? That you're in the middle of your lowest season and you say, God, I'm gonna be a wildflower. I'm just gonna do what you want me to do and you can get glory. Because I know you also were, you're hurting deeply. Very deeply. Is this, a, is, this a, is this from your faith? Is this from you're a strong woman? Is this from, I'm gonna prove people that I'll be okay? Where did that come from? I don't, the Lord gave me a big old heart and I really just, I really love people. Um, and so I felt in those times when I was able to maintain that position, the Lord would just fill fill me up so much. Yeah. And that sounds kind of selfish because it's like, well, what you're helping other people so that you get filled up. It was more about, I feel like I, I see people take their circumstances a lot and they become victims of them. And my sister taught me, don't be a victim of your circumstances. Because when you go down that victimized path, it's very dark and lonely. And quite frankly, it's it's of the devil. Like it's not, it's not for Christ. It's, it's, there's nothing that leads to pretty. It's not pretty. Yeah. That, that path is not pretty. I've done bitterness. I've, I've seen all that. So um, I'm not saying I was a wildflower all the time. I had the dark moments. I remember walking to a gas station and like kind of being semi rude to someone who worked there because I was having a bad day. Yeah. And it's like, why? No. Yeah. I quickly corrected myself. Like, yeah. no. And so I think it, at the end of the day, it was about not being a victim to my circumstances yeah. because yeah. that felt dark to me. And the times that I let the Lord use me as a wildflower, that felt right. And he filled those times up. Yeah. Well, I think that's a huge encouragement. And that's what I was getting mm-hmm. at is that we're all going to have the moment of sleeping in the many mouse sheets. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it looks different, but we all have it. Yes. Like this lifetime is full of hardships. Yes. It is a given and we have an opportunity. That's right. With what we do with it. I mean, I'm talking to my kids about this all the time. You know, like you actually have a choice. Yes. And neither one of us are minimizing any of the hurt and pain. Nope. But we are, and and you, we're not even minimizing that you wouldn't that you didn't feel hurt in that moment. Mm-hmm. Of course you did. Mm-hmm. But I'm super encouraged by what you're saying. Is that I did feel hurt. I did feel pain. It's the lowest time of my life. Mm-hmm. And I said, I have a choice. Yes, I remember the pain was so deep. I remember this illustration and I, I hope listeners will even try it if they want to. But I remember laying in the bathtub, crying so hard. Um, and I I had all these fears gripping me. Like I'm in this position now where am I gonna have a family? I didn't feel like I was. Am I gonna be single the rest of my life? Maybe that's okay. So all these women, we can really be paralyzed by fear. Yeah. And I was laying in the bathtub and I started phys- like out loud praying to the Lord, of all my fears. And I started draining the bath water and I pictured the water as my bucket of fears. Because if you think about it, fears can feel like you're drowning in them. You can't, you suffocate in fears. And so I pictured the water as a bucket of fears and I pulled the plug and I said out loud while the water was draining and I made myself stay in the bathtub until the water was totally gone. Which we know is not okay. It's awkward. <laughs> it's awkward and it's weird. Awkward and weird because you're laying there naked yes. and so vulnerable <laughs> yes. that I spoke out loud as that water was draining all the fears that I was mm. giving to the Lord, physically giving him because I know he can handle it, but I could not at the time. And so I let the water drain and I did this exercise multiple times and it was really encouraging and freeing Mm -hmm. because it was like, I am letting this water drain to the sewer. These are my fears going down the sewer. And I remember I'm visual so I could picture them, the Lord just letting them drain. I'm feeling pretty vulnerable right now just thinking, I mean, you know, like just imagining if I were to put myself in a bathtub and imagine everything that plagues me Mm -hmm. and then letting it go. 
That is very vulnerable. And that yeah. is saying, I mean, you're naked. You're naked. And so you're like, God, I'm before you with nothing. And you can't cheat. You can't get out before the water's gone. <laughs> <laughs> if you live in LA and you have a house at Kim Design, you might have a heated floor. So yeah, that's going to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so let's fast forward a little bit mm-hmm. um, to Joey. Mm-hmm. So Joey's your husband now. Um, you guys, you said you met. How'd you meet? We met because he was working for a builder and he's he was buying bar stools and he found um, a, a, a picture from a juice bar that I had designed on Instagram. So I tell people the quick version is we met on Instagram. He this hates is the that. best thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. But he asked that architect, hey, dude, where can I buy those bar stools? And they said, you'll have to ask Kim Lewis. So he direct messaged me. And it was like two days before Valentine's and I I saw it two days later and on Valentine's and I said, oh man, don't buy those bar stools. They're really uncomfortable. Actually, my client wanted them. I did not like them. And so he's like, it's too late. I already bought them. But do you want to go out for a drink? <laughs> so, so I was like, sure. You know, at this point I wasn't- You knew sh- nothing about him? No, I mean, no. Obviously you can like Instagram stalk people. Kim, but- I'm over here feeling like a little, like I'm nervous for, I know this turned out great. Yes. I'm nervous- about you going on a date with a man you don't know anything about. Well, I do. Yeah, I know. While it, it, I prayed on the way over there. I was like, I, because at the time I was, I had gone on dates, but I was, again, you got to remember these trust issues. Are, yeah. They're real. They're real. But You've now I, been hurt twice. Uh-huh. And multiple time. times in my family. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah, I, I met him. We had, we talked for four hours. We ran down the, like all the things that would be deal breakers. Honestly, it was like, oh, you love Jesus? Yeah, I love Jesus. We high-fived like Saved by the Bell across the table. <laughs> um, and then, you know, he had also been through a divorce, which I found actually comforting. Um, there had been some unfaithfulness there w- with his other. And so he knew what that felt like. So that was very encouraging and assuring to me yeah. that he knows. So he comes from this line of really strong men and uh, the Peter Bob boys. And I immediately felt like I trusted him, which was so of God, because I didn't think that was ever yeah. possible again. Yeah, yeah. So you and Joey get married mm-hmm. in the cool, like, did you all get married in Mexico? We got married in San Miguel, Mexico. I'm going to link somehow to all of your wedding pictures. They're so fun. They're the best. I'm very colorful. And so when we were thinking about where we wanted to get married, we wanted it to be in one of the most colorful cities in the world. And that's where we went. And it, it was so fun. We had a parade. So, yes. Yeah. And those big people things. Yeah, mojigangas. Like, mojigangas. They made the mojigangas to look like us. So like Joey's got like they're this the cutest thing ever. shave. Yeah. It was so, so fun. We took 19 people to Mexico and um, we dated for seven months, got engaged and got married within two months. So I planned this wedding in Mexico. You remember I'm Kim Possible, like yeah. in less than eight I'm, weeks. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm no, I have no surprise factor going on over <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. And it was so fun. So like whoever is out there planning a wedding, like don't try too hard. Just have fun. Just have fun. Just have fun. I know. It was so fun. Um, and yeah, he's loyal, kind and sweet and creative. And, um, he's a filmmaker and photographer. So we get to work together a lot. We've got a YouTube channel that we're doing and it's just been such, it's, it's insane. Someone had prophetically told me 2017 is going to be your year. And it was, it was absolutely the Lord just like brought everything back. And it's this full, beautiful story of redemption. So when you look back on that word family in Ghana, Mm -hmm. Like, what do you feel now when you think about you have your husband, uh, your dad has apologized, you have your little girl, you have another child in your belly. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you now? 
I see the most beautiful illustration of Christ's redemptive love and how much, how he is in every single detail and how he loves us so much. Um, Yeah, family has come completely full circle. And it's like, I've got this whole new definition of it. And I feel my mom's spirit back with Sunny. And that's just like the coolest feeling in the world. Tell um, our listeners a story about when you were driving back from Houston when you were pregnant with Sunny. Yeah, first trimester. So I'm driving back and I, at this point, don't know if it's a boy or a girl. And I heard a voice in my car that said, our time was cut short, you're having a girl. And the very next exit off the highway was Kimberly Lane, which is the name my mom gave, my mom named me Kimberly. And I, I immediately knew it was her. She was in the car. I felt like she knew Sunny was on the way and she was right there beside me. And I called Joey immediately. I was like, we're having a girl. My mama just told me. And um, yeah, it's so cool how I can feel her back with me. Which it makes it even more wonderful when I look back and I watch, and we'll link to this too as well, your video of you and Joey discovering that it's a girl. Oh yeah. You guys are going to do nothing less than fly to the desert and <laughs> like paint a wall with, you know, a yeah. paint color. So, but we'll, I'll show them what we're talking about. But it makes it even more special when I see that video now, because I've seen that video of you finding out and you are like, you seem so excited, but there was something more there. And now that I hear this story, it like, I'm going to cry just thinking about what you experienced in that car and losing your mom and then finding out there's a girl. Yeah, it was just so, so cool. And Joey was so convinced that it was a boy. He <laughs> he convinced me that it was a boy because we both kind of wanted a girl, which obviously you're going to be so blessed with either Whatever, one. It doesn't yes. matter. But uh, he, was, he was so convinced it was a boy that he was like, we're driving to the desert. We're driving four hours to the desert to open a can of blue paint. Like he was so <laughs> convinced. So we were shocked, completely shocked. Yeah, and... So I, you know, this story about the shoes, can I tell, tell it, please? Yes. Yeah. So, so go back. We're going to go backwards a little bit, if that's okay. Yes. This is pre Joey. And this was back in the time when I really didn't think that I was going to have And you're family. already divorced. Already divorced. I'm single and I'm kind of coming to grips with like, maybe I'm just the single girl. I'm in Cambodia working on another art center. And at this point I was really struggling with worthiness. I had gone into like self-destructive mode and um, women, we put our worthiness in a lot of things that aren't, that aren't right. Um, when oh, other people think of us, what men think of us, our careers, all these things. And so I was walking on a beach in Vietnam and I met this group from Saigon. They were playing Michael Jackson and they said, uh, hey, did you know your, come sit with us. Did, did you know your name Kim means gold? And I was like, no, that's cool. You know, so I sat there and talked. Next morning, I'm up reading my devotional. We're getting in a van to go meet girls that have been sex trafficked. And at this point in my life, I don't feel worthy at all. I don't even feel like I'm equipped to serve anybody at this point. But that's a that's a reminder that when we just show up, the Lord will use us in mighty, mighty ways that we don't even realize. We just have to but show up. you were up. just faithful to what He asked you to do. Exactly. I mean, really, I was not ready to, to serve other people. And so I, I woke up, read the devotional. The verse was from Job, which at this point, everyone in my, everyone was starting to call me Job. <laughs> yeah. Like my dog had died. All these things were stripping away. And it was, you will be tested and come forth as gold. I was like, there it is. You know, when we say like, I wish the Lord would just write it in the sky. Uh He did. It was like, you are my daughter. I am the king of all kings and you are worthy in me because I, I made you. And so he gave me this worthiness thing right before I was going to meet these girls that needed desperately to hear it. And so it was beautiful. 
And I'm there, like fast forward a few days, we're at a restaurant and I see these cute little shoes, baby shoes on a shelf. I picked them up. I said, those are so cute. Those are so cute. I I need those. But at this time, I don't think that I even have a space. Like, why would I need baby shoes? Right. And my friend came by to pick them up and she's like, oh, I'm going to buy this for somebody else. I was like, nope. It was like a confessions of (laughs) shopaholic moment. I was like, nope, I need those. Take it. Uh I'm going to buy those for myself. And what it was, y'all, was a tangible promise to myself that this dream is still possible because anything is possible in Christ. So I brought them home. They sat on my desk. And now Sunny fits in them perfectly. They are, they're her shoes. And you have to send me a picture of Sunny in the shoes. I will. I yeah. will. It's I want to see it. So sweet. They fit oh. her right now and it's so cool. So I look at those shoes. You asked me about the word family. I look at those shoes and... The Lord has filled that word and given that word and a whole new definition to the unimaginable places for me. He's he he's in every detail. Yeah. Yeah. And he loves us enough to give us our dreams. That's what's so cool is he knows that he knows the desires of our heart. And when we just lean in and trust that he will fulfill that. Women are we like to control everything. Mm-hmm. But in the in all this time I've realized that if I can just remain as a passenger in my own life, I get to see out the window such cool things that God wants me to see. So I don't have to look ahead and worry about what's in front of me, what's down the road. I get to just look out the window and see all the beauty that He has for me. Yeah. I think my favorite thing about listening to your whole story today and there's, we could do seven more episodes of your whole story. So of what we did today in 40 minutes um, is that so many times I've heard you say, like in the midst of the pain and in the midst of this, you knew God was there and mm-hmm. you knew that he was faithful. And I think sometimes people would be like, oh, well, Kim can say that and she can say that now because she has a great husband and she has two kids and she has her career is great and everything's great now. But I want people to remember you said several times in the midst of the hardness, you still leaned into God. Even though you had moments where you're like, I'm self-destructive, I don't feel worthy. You're still leaning in. You're mm-hmm. still getting in his word. You're still looking for signs. You're still listening to him. And so I want people to remember that that you don't lean in and listen when things are good. You lean in and listen all the time. That's right. That's right. Cuz he wants he will show up. Yeah. And in in a way those days filled with so much pain, I almost missed them cuz I felt so intimate with him. Everybody says that. Everybody that's ever been on this show that has walked through hard times says they were my sweetest days with Jesus. That's exactly right. Because we we try so hard in our own flesh to do everything. And when we are literally on our knees, desperate, he's right there. Yeah. He's there all the time. Yeah. It's so sweet. Okay. So um, thank you, Kim. Yes. Oh my gosh. Awesome. I'm so thankful for you telling your story of faithfulness with God and trusting and leaning in. And I cannot wait. Are you going to find out the sex of this baby? Yes. What, how are you going to reveal this to the world? Because everything you do, Kim, I feel like it's got to be one step above. Oh, dear. Do you feel that pressure? Or did mm. I just put it on you? Well, no, as a creative, you yes. already have that pressure. Okay. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, we're creative. We are going to Thailand in a month to build another art center, and Sunny's coming. Yay. So the Sunny and the baby is coming. So we're probably going to do something fun over there. So too. you'll know by the time you get there. Yeah, we're finding, yes, the anatomy scan is the week before. So I can't wait. In a way, we're kind of praying it's a boy because I feel like uh, the world could use another pewter ball boy. Like I would love to raise a man of integrity, but either way, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so sweet. I'm so excited for you guys. Okay. I always, in my interviews, ask people what they're loving and what they're reading. 
Yes. Right now I'm between books, but I'm about to read Everybody Always by Bob Goff. Yeah. I'm really excited to hear his perspective on how to love. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really love that idea of just loving mm-hmm. th- through the borders. That's yeah. one of the reasons I love, I want to travel with Sunny um, is I want her to see people that don't look like her, hear people that don't look, hear, sound like her, the, all of that. So loving beyond borders and cultures. Um, I love the Enneagram. We just studied that in your Bible study and it's been so cool. And especially as an entrepreneur and a leader, a manager, I'm getting to understand my team, my team better because I'm no, I know their Enneagram numbers and that really is helping us learn how to communicate. So you're a three. I'm a three. Tell everyone with a wing four. Wing four. I still can't figure out what Joey is. Really? I think he's honestly a three, okay. but he's between. I he needs to do the study himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For I, sure. I was like reading the book to him, trying uh-huh. to you know, like <laughs> yes. I want to know what you are. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, because we did the class together. I'm a six. Yes. And I'm surrounded by threes. Yes. And my husband's a three. Two people that work close with me are threes. What's Amanda? Amanda's a three. Okay. Lindsay's a three. You're a three. Aaron's a three. You are surrounded by threes. Yes. Wow. I know. Well, one of my, the, the girls that worked with me the longest and I love her so much, she's a six. But oh. I didn't know this until a couple months ago, yeah. you know? Does it help you understand her more? Absolutely. And it was mind blowing. I'm like, no wonder you're so prepared. She came to Ghana with me and she had the flashlight and the, the all the things, <laughs> all the things, the things that I didn't pack at all, you right. know? I was like, man, that now I so get funny. her yeah. better. And it's so cool. Okay. So you're a three wing four. Yes. What else are you loving these days? Um, well, Joey and I are working together um, on this YouTube project, and it's been really fun because we're getting to align our gifts and talents, and we're doing design tips every week, um, every Wednesday, and so that's been really, really exciting. Okay, so Enneagram, YouTube, is anything else you're loving, or did we cover it all? Oh, just, we're going to keep traveling, and I, all my friends are like, what in the world? How are you doing this with babies? But we're doing it. going to do we're it. We're just doing it. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yes. Kim, thank you so much. Thank you. This was so fun. Thanks for just- I could talk to you all day. I know. Me too. But you know, it's the happy hour. Yeah, so, I know. you know, <laughs> we got to call it a day. Uh, but seriously, in all seriousness, um, it is such a joy for me to bring- uh, women on the show every single week who are passionate about what they do. Uh, they love Jesus and they have just real life stories that we can all relate to. And you have done just that today. And we didn't even talk about being a woman and a mom and careers. So we might have to have you back to do all that I would because love to, yeah. that's a whole nother conversation it that is. I love having and that we need to be having more. So sure. And I'm still learning every day about that one. Yeah, so I'm a me new too. mom. Me too. Yeah. Well, I'm not a new mom, but I'm still learning. I assume we'll continue learning. I Every hope day. so, right? I, I hope so. That's what yeah. God promises us. It was us. an honor to be here today. Yeah. Thank, Thank you so you. much. I want to thank a sponsor for today's show, Panama City Beach. Are you dreaming of a beach vacation? Get away to the sugar white sands and turquoise waters of Panama City Beach, Florida. You'll discover endless family fun, heart-pounding thrills, echo adventure, and romance. So make it memorable. Make it yours at Panama City Beach, the real fun beach. Plan your escape today at visitpanamacitybeach.com. No matter the battlefield we are in, the Lord sends the right warriors. Y'all, when Kim shared her story, I kept thinking back on what she said earlier in our conversation of this statement right here. What a powerful truth that no matter the circumstance of our lives, God is present and He is fighting our battles. It makes me wanna break out and start singing that Michael W. Smith song, you guys. This is how we fight our battles. I'm not going to because you would all plug your ears and never listen again. But I love that song so much. 
I'm so thankful for Kim being a wildflower popping up in hard places. She is a warrior woman who is full of grace and light. I hope you're inspired today to see God in your own hard places and to seek His face to forgive when you have been painfully wounded, just like Kim showed us how she did. Kim and her husband, Joey, have an awesome YouTube channel that they're sharing more of their story through and some design details that make a difference. Make sure you check out the show notes over at jamieivy.com to visit more ways to connect with Kim. Today's show was edited by Chris with Podshaper and the music was developed for the show by Matt Graham. Show notes are written by Aki Slockers and this whole thing is organized by Lindsay Sweeney. Next week, my guest is my friend, Becca Matemba. If you don't know, Becca is the woman who makes me look good in all my pictures. No, seriously. If I have professional photos done in a photo shoot and Becca has done them, I'm looking amazing. She's a great photographer. She's also become a dear friend of mine. I am so happy that she agreed to sit down and share with me. She's a dear friend. We talked about family life. We talked about acting, her being a photographer. We talk about depression and what that's looked like walking through that. Shame. We also talk about the church and how some woundings have happened and how we're working through that. You guys, you're gonna love the conversation with Becca. Thank you for listening to the show with Kim. Don't forget, take the survey, get Patreon for a dollar, get free shipping. Guys, enjoy your week. Share the show with a girlfriend. Have a happy hour with a friend. And I will see you guys back here next week with my sweet, adorable, hilarious, delightful, funny, fabulous, I love her so much. Friend, Becca. Hey guys, you are listening to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. I am Jamie and I'm your host and I'm so glad that you're here. If you like what you're listening to today, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We bring you new shows every Wednesday and Fridays and an amazing guest always joins me to chat about the big things in life, the little things in life and everything in between. Subscribe today to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey on your podcast player so you never miss an episode.